there's no one way to do your first deal. You know, the key to, to give you the key, there's one key to doing your first deal. Which is? Have enough nerve to do it. That's the key. So it's going to be challenging for you. And there, but when I did started to do my own first uh, ownership deals, I brought in par a partner to do it who had a bigger balance sheet than me and would be willing to do things. Welcome to the Nursing Home Podcast, your go-to source for professional insights in the long-term care industry. Hear from leaders and experts as they share current and practical insights to help make the most of your day. I've been a long-term care financial specialist. What that means is I help people plan for the inevitable. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to think about getting old, but it's possible that someday we might need a little bit of care. Here's your host, nursing home administrator turned podcaster, Shmuel Septimus. Welcome to this episode of the Nursing Home Podcast, the podcast that people turn to when they want to learn the real deal of what is going on in the nursing home industry. We are here live today in Chicago at the Skilled Nursing News uh, Rethink event, and I'm here with Jeffrey Davis, who is the president and CEO of Cambridge Realty Capital. And first of all, Jeffrey, or can I call you Jeff? Jeff? You can do both. I can do both. So first of all, welcome to the Nursing Home Podcast. Thank you, Shmuel. Great to be here. Okay, so... I appreciate this opportunity. Well, thank you for taking some time. I know I literally pulled you off the floor to join us today. No, no problem. Happy to do it. For our listeners who don't know who you are, before we even get into the meat and the potatoes of the conversation, can you give us just like a brief overview professionally so they know who they're listening to? I'd be happy to. I was the founder and president and still CEO of Cambridge Realty Capital. And we have been part of a variety of different real estate structures. Started, We started a company with the idea of financing multifamily and <clears throat> different types of, of commercial real estate, shopping centers, office buildings, etc. Mm -hmm. And over time, we gravitated towards skilled nursing because we had some clients who were doing it. And I, my first hire, was, who's now my partner, his name is Andy Erkes, he represented HUD, and I was fortunate that during my embryonic years at a Chicago company by the name of Baird Warner, I observed uh, a whole HUD platform that did deals that we would have never done it otherwise because of the HUD program. And Andy was a expert with HUD, but his uh, energy was not uh, where it is today. Okay. Uh, so basically what we did is over time, our energy became grounded to focus on skilled nursing homes and um, we've done virtually every type of transaction you can do with skilled nursing we've done HUD financing we've done conventional financing we've done we owned 16 facilities that we leased out etc and done construction loans but we are totally very focused and dedicated to healthcare and skilled and, and senior housing so you know I think you know, after, let's say, 500 transactions in that space, I think we know what to do, and we're happy to kind of share our whatever thoughts uh, and questions you might have. Okay. Well, first of all, thank during this podcast. Thank you very much Jeff, for that that full overview, so we have a good idea of who you are in the company. And just so everyone understands, 500 transactions 
These are not selling hamburgers. <laughs> 500 transactions are talking about healthcare deals. This is an astounding, astounding number. Especially with 500 owners who want the best deal every time. Yeah. And we give it to them. So clearly the topic that I want to uh, delve into in this episode, which deals with the financial end of nursing home deals, mm -hmm. is beyond the scope of a short conversation. It's clear that, that it's a bit more complex, but I want to give, if you, if you don't, I want to give a basic financial, a, a basic idea for someone who has not yet done a deal, meaning mm -hmm. someone didn't buy or sell, was not involved, maybe not in the industry. The guy in the street thinking is a nursing home must cost $5 million at least, or some $10 million, depending on the size and all the different things. And I'm probably hurting your ears by throwing inaccurate numbers at you. How does someone who wants to get involved in this business, knows the business, or I'll even take it, nursing, an experienced nursing home administrator, he might be making $150,000, dollars $250,000, whatever he's mm -hmm. making. Mm -hmm. He can uh, manage a portfolio of nursing homes well and really provide amazing care, great financial uh, return on investment. How does he get from that level of I'm paying my bills and my mortgage and then talk to someone like you and get involved in these types of deals. How do you bridge that gap? Okay, so far you've asked me five questions. Okay. In one question, but I'm gonna make, I'm gonna try to synthesize it for you. Thank okay. you. First of all, anybody who wants to get in nursing homes needs to, from the beginning, realize that you're not, you're not getting into real estate. Nursing homes are operational businesses. They're, the nursing home, you know, real estate is just, just an envelope for you to do, for you to have a licensed facility so that you, that you can start billing and collecting Medicaid and Medicare and all sorts of different types of revenues. So it's not it's not real estate at all. It's totally operational and the key pay, but it needs a lot of capital. So, you know, so going back to how this administrator might become an operator, he can become an operator, but he's he's probably doesn't he might have a good salary, but he probably doesn't have enough money to go buy a buy a facility. Right. So what he's gonna have to do is find someone who will be his partner. It depends on what what he's buying, if he's buying one facility or wants to buy ten facilities, whatever. Cause he he is the glue that that makes the transaction work because He's running the, the business. The, these are this, everything about skilled nursing is how the business works and how you how you bill out and how you collect your money and mm -hmm. everything else of, in that genre. So that is how it works. It, it's you know so. But if he's been an op, if he's been a administrator for a period of time, he probably knows a lot of competitors. Each competitor may or may not have similar owners, but a lot of them do to his competitors. So what I would do if I wanted to buy my first nursing home and I had no finance background but operational background, I'd try to know who my competitors' owners are because they might be interested in backing me on my first deal. So, you know, so he have his job is figuring out how how to buy the building, is making a deal that's economical for him and the seller, and then Finding someone to back him, I mean, which which means that it has to be make sense for the for the investing partner as well. It has to make sense, and they're going to tell you. But you know, but you, what 
to have these conversations, the one thing these kind of guys who are doing first deals need to understand is you have to be in control of your asset. So what you can do is sometime a lot of these situations happen where the owner gives the the manager or the operator or the administrator a right of first refusal. They might they might give him they might put the price in it, they might not. So the key is you've got to have something in your hands, some tangible legal document that gives you the control to go show your deal to different people and realize if they you if you show it to different people, they will not go behind your back. So that's so, that's the that's really step number one is get control of your deal. Okay, now just as you define that, the administrator reaches out to person number one, uh, the competitor's well, owner. Five people. Oh, uh, calls five people. Ten people. It can't be a conversation until that person already has a deal that they're looking at, right? They well, have they to have start. to be looking at it, but they have to they have to have control of the deal. Got it. That's the key. If you don't have control, you're really not any. Got it. Something else, not a direct flow from this, what you just shared, but there's a lot of talk thrown around when you start talking about nursing home deals. You talk to owners, talk to operators mm-hmm. about HUD loans. Right. And I know you mentioned that in your introductory remarks. We've done hundreds of HUD loans. Okay. So yeah. you're, the, you're the one that we want to ask this question to. Go ahead. What is a HUD loan? Basics, simple, simple terms without getting into the complexities. I know we do a bunch of things together here again. Why should operator or should operators look or not look at this? Let's just leave it at that. Okay. Okay. HUD. So basically, HUD is a branch of the government, the Department of uh, Housing and Urban Development. That's the acronym. The acronym HUD is for Housing and Urban Development. And they have different, they're all about, you know, facilitating housing of different kinds, multifamily single family and somehow nursing homes and assisted living buildings that are licensed got in this collection of of real estate that they do so the thing about hud is hud is a fantastic lender capital partner lender but they take a long time to understand your deal so if you're you're one of these newbies if you will uh, HUD, HUD will, will finance you, notwithstanding your experience, generally. But you need someone who can be the HUD lender, who can interface with HUD for you. Like, I have a partner, Andy Erkes, who knows how to interface with HUD for people, and he's been doing that since he became my partner. That's, mm-hmm. his, that's his expertise. He doesn't do anything else. He doesn't do any conventional financing. He doesn't do any esoteric financing. He does HUD loans, Okay. So guys like him are the guys you need to find and hire him and have him be your advocate. You know, and that's really what it's all about. So to simplify, HUD is, is, is another source, is, is another lender. HUD is a great source, not another source. They're okay. a great source. Well, why are they better than borrowing from any other financial? Yeah, bank, let's say. Okay, HUD comes to the table. People weigh... There's, there's four or five metrics that really are important in any financing. Okay. One is the loan to value. One is how, mu- how much money they give you. Mm-hmm. Another is, does it have personal guarantees? Another is, what type of amortization term does it have? Is it a 15-year term amortization or is it a 35-year amortization? Two is, what types of deals they finance? 
Mm-hmm. And three is, and next is sort of like, you know, how does it all come together? And HUD, and HUD has got extensive explanations, if you want to read it all, of how they do their deals. I don't. I want you to tell okay. me. <laughs> Which I just did. So, okay. So what, I, what I'm going to tell you and the newbie, if I might, yeah. would be find the best HUD lender and let him answer your questions. Let him tell you how the deal works and let him help you understand how to make it happen. Okay. Yeah. As a follow-up to that, there there's talk where people say that they need to get their first deal or they need a particular deal. And for whatever reason, they're not being successful as starting off as a HUD loan. Yeah. Is there a way to start off uh, as a regular conventional mortgage or loan absolutely. and then switch it over a couple yeah, of years absolutely. later? Absolutely. There's no one way to do your first deal. You know, the key to, to get your, the key, there's one key to doing your first deal. Which is? Have enough nerve to do it. That's the key. So it's going to be challenging for you. And there, but when I did, started to do my own first uh, ownership deals, I brought in par- a partner to do it who had a bigger balance sheet than me and would be willing to do things mm-hmm. for me. And that's, that, that, it, you know, sometimes in these first deals, even though you're doing all the work, this newbie operator, you need you need backing from someone, right? So you you got to find a partner, you got to control the deal, and then find a partner who's going to really be a good partner for you. Segway to another related topic: thirty, forty years ago, nursing homes were a very, very hot market, and people were coming into it and walking out with a lot of money. A lot of changes have happened. A lot of changes. Have Is it still a lucrative business investment? It, it's still lucrative if that's what you want to do. It is, it's still lucrative. Okay, very well said. Yeah. In other words, if I am an investor and I just have a pile of money and I'm looking what to invest in, I can be successful here. But if that's if this is not the industry I care about, then I can go elsewhere as well. Well, it's just here. Here, here's the thing: skilled nursing and and working in this in the nursing home business is a very uniquely specialized business because you're dealing with real estate you're dealing with you're dealing with elderly people you're dealing with elderly infirm people etc so so basically the people that are people that are in that business somehow touched that business before they became an owner huh? you know either they're they're a therapist Correct. they might be they might be uh, running an infusion company they might be uh, a billing guy you know they can be there's lots of pieces to the puzzle mm-hmm. so that's who how they come into the deal and and basically this is it's a good way to start your business to start your uh, wealth creation got so it the only difference between not the only difference but the major difference is you know 40 years ago it was a simpler business than today but it's it today is still a very good time to start to start your business many of the biggest players in the industry you know the national leaders with portfolios of several hundred facilities are running the other way right is that true and why well it's not totally true okay some are some are but one thing about skilled nursing that is a constant the constant in skilled nursing is someone's always buying someone's always selling because it's just, it's a fluid, fluid business. 
and somebody, you know, like some guy has a theory that this deal is this is a great time to sell. Some guy has a theory that it's a bad time to sell. Mm-hmm. You know, like right now we're in an environment where people are paying a lot of money for these buildings, uh, even though they're not performing well. So a lot of people think the lack of performance means the pricing is overpriced because it's pro forma pricing. It's pro forma under other people think it's a great time because they have a lot of cash and they love the assets and they want to do it. So it's just... Do, do, do you see people coming into this overexcited, overeager, and throwing way too much money at the wrong deals or getting involved in deals that they really had no business getting involved in to begin with? Okay. I can't judge what they have no business doing. Okay. Because if someone's wealthy and has enough money, they can do whatever they want to do. Okay. So Financially. Exactly, financially. So I would just say to you that the guys who are spending a lot of money on these buildings are experienced nursing home operators and slash or investors. So they're not stupid. So you have to just accept the fact that they're smart businessmen and they know what they're doing. Have you seen younger people come in or age is not the factor, but inexperienced? No, or- young is... We can call them young. <laughs> okay. Young, younger people, because they're never experienced if they're coming to the bit. They're always experienced. They're younger. Yes, I've seen a lot of younger people, and uh, I'm happy to talk to any of them because they are really the, you know, your arms and legs and, and your, your representative at, for someone who has money to do deals. Got it. Yeah, so, I mean, but, but you have to have a lot of integrity, else, else you know, no one's going to back you. But, yes, I think it's I think it's always a great time to do these deals. Amazing, amazing. I just see we're getting closer to the end of our conversation, although I know we could do this for another half hour easily, or, well, my, or longer. Is there anything that you would want to share with, even, let's walk away from the guy looking for his first deal, but to the man on the street, uh, the general perception of the financial aspect of own, of financing, owning, and operating nursing homes. Any myth that you would want to correct or anything that you would I, want to share with I them? I would love to answer that question. And any other question you have. All right. I want to, I want to be a good, you know, I want to, want to help you. Okay. Thank you. First of all, the man in the street is basically influenced by newspaper articles. Amen. Okay. And... <laughs> Over the last 18 months, the articles have been incredibly negative articles, okay? So, basically, the conclusion from that that the man on the street or the woman on the street has Mm -hmm. is that these nursing home operators are thieves and trying to steal money from the government, etc., etc. None of that's really true with most of the operators. It's, you know, running nursing homes is a very challenging business. You know, the the business... you know, like in most nursing homes, over 90% of the revenue comes from, you know, different forms of government. And the government has their own way. They pick, in other words, like when 90% of the businesses, you know, pr- produce a product, they pay anywhere from, you know, 10 days or 20 days or 30 days in that period. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way with the government. They have their own way of paying. So... It's a, it, you have to have a lot of money and you have to be a, a responsible businessman to work on nursing homes. It's just that simple. So I, I'd say that these that's the most common, common thought that people have is that these guys 
are the problem. The operators are the problem. But the problem in this current cycle is, you know, for the challenges with the nursing homes, it's not the operators. This time, the, the problem was the workers, because staff, the staff and the aides and all the all the people that take care of the residents, a lot of them didn't get get vaccinated, and they're walking into these nursing homes, infecting all these elderly senior people. One of them, I might add, was my mother, you know, in a year ago, April. And it's just, it's, you know, like, but I I know it wasn't the the owner's fault. It was a wonderful owner. But it's just, you know, there was lack of understanding because it just came up on us. Yeah, I mean, that's very painful what you're saying, but it's also so true. It's true. And um, the gist of it is, it just it took a long time to get people vaccinated and now we've vaccinated a lot of people but not enough people i mean that's the way it, the nursing home building in and of itself is a very safe building so it's 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 either it's safe only because people most people get vaccinated but the ones that don't like one bad apple you know could could be a downfall to 20 people in the building. Yeah, and unfortunately we've seen that. And we've seen it all over the country. We've seen it everywhere. And uh, But but like you said, the, the mainstream media likes to put somebody on a pedestal as the big evil person who's throwing old people. The uh, mainstream it, media needs a villain, okay? It uh, needs a villain. You know, they yes. need somebody, okay? And, you know, they had plenty of people this time. But, you know, they're not villains. They're, they're people that are, you know, suffering the consequences of staff that just isn't, you know, that isn't, you know, isn't getting their vaccine so that you have a safe bill. And that's really, that's the difference. I mean, you, you add to that all the other staffing challenges and other oh, yeah. people, the people who actually got sick and couldn't come and the people who had to do doubles and the triples and then how that just spirals out of control. Well, let me let me tell you something. Let's Tell me if you think this is logical. Everybody's complaining about staffing problems right now, correct? Yes. Okay. How would you like to be an owner that, that runs 15 or 20 nursing homes and you have staffing problems, you have different aides or in responsible positions come to you and say, I need more money, you know, for whatever the reason, you know, you've already paid them a lot of money. They, they quit, they go to a staffing company who puts them back in the same building in the same job and the, and the owner is paying twice as much to the staffing company that he was, than the owner was paying to the person. And that's just, and that's what a lot of people have done. So it's, it's a, it's a very challenging world. Right. I mean, and the real solution is to pay them their own staff. But the problem is that the problem with that is everyone says, everyone says that oh, just pay them what they deserve. They're doing such a hard job and it's thankless, and all those things are true. And you know, I've, I've seen that and I've been on the floors with them. I know exactly what it's like. Yeah. But there's it's not a bottomless pit. Some people don't realize that first of all, like what you mentioned before the payment uh, schedule, forget about the amounts, but like, it's not so simple, just, oh, give everybody a dollar an hour raise, or three dollars, or five dollars. It, it, it's not so simple from a cash flow per, uh, standpoint, but also, people, you know, when you put someone on a pedestal, this owner is driving this car, living in this house, this type of lifestyle, and their person who's working for their company is only making 15 bucks an hour. 
we wouldn't say that the CEO of Google or a technology company or any other industry because of course they're they're managing a massive company they're taking on millions of dollars of debt sometimes and they're taking responsibility for tens hundreds of people's lives and livelihoods it's a business and it's okay that it's a business it's a business it's a business that's just what you got to understand Amazing, amazing. Uh, listen, Jeff, it's been an pl- absolute pleasure speaking with you. I enjoyed it. I, I really think that we've touched on some of these issues that you know people think, don't understand. Uh, a lot of it comes from lack of education. And like you said, and also misinformation that comes from other sources. So I think this conversation is at least the beginning of trying to, from the financial end, trying to kind of right this wrong to some extent. So I really appreciate it. Um, well, I'm glad out. you asked because I think there's a lack. There's clearly a lack, really understanding the challenges to these buildings. And the more people that really know what's going on, the better it will be. Because the reality is, nursing homes are a necessary part of our, you know, our system, if you will. Yes. So you know, the key. So anything everybody, anything anybody can do to be positive about these facilities and you know be and be appreciative of what the job that your the owner is doing you know will make it a better place in the long run absolutely absolutely thank you so much thank i really you. appreciate your thank time thank you now that you've enjoyed this episode of the nursing home podcast I'd really appreciate if you'd rate this podcast and let everyone else know what an amazing resource this is for those wanting to learn anything and everything about the nursing home industry. So head on over to ratethispodcast.com slash nursing home. Again, ratethispodcast.com slash nursing home. Leave me a review and let the world know what an amazing show this truly is. Thank you so much for listening. And make sure to stay tuned and subscribe so you don't miss any other episodes.